Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Hey everybody, welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, the Golf News Network, uh, WEEU in Pennsylvania, and still soon to be on um, KFAQ in Tulsa, Oklahoma. want to uh, thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also Ben Hogan Golf. You can check out Ben Hogan Golf online for factory direct sales to you. Well, two of my favorite people are going to be on the show today. They've been kind to me ever since I started this little project. First one coming up is Dean Snell from Snell Golf. And if you've heard Dean's story before on the show, he, uh, you know, he, he's been around. He's just been around. He's worked for some other golf ball companies and helped develop some uh, golf balls. Uh, Pro V's and some of those and at Callaway, I believe. Now he's got Snell Golf and uh, great golf balls. And Dean, welcome. Welcome back. All righty. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you. So what's been going on with Snell Golf? Uh, you know, I think in two simple words, COVID sucks. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, that's that's being nice. I'm not sure if your audience. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Use, I could use some other choice words, but uh but yeah, it's 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 been an interesting year, you know. It, it's a, you know, COVID really hit the the golf industry as 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 much as you're seeing a lot of these um, big companies posting record results, which which they are. Um, the golf ball side to it actually, as well as clubs and grips and other component parts, uh, got hit pretty hard. And the demand actually kicked in when COVID hit, and everybody started playing golf, and memberships went way up, and um, you know the rounds went up considerably when people were off, and then and then uh, it didn't really end. So what happened was the demand still kept going, but in the golf industry there was a big um, it was a big problem with material supply. Yeah, um, specifically the Serlin material, the ion the ionomer material, which is in just about every golf ball, two piece golf ball covers, tour golf ball mantle layers. Um, they had some problems with the factories out in Texas with some, um, you know, some power issues, which shut down. So it became limited supply, um, allocated supply, which really affected our production. Um, so the volume increases kind of maxed out capacities at factories, but then the shortage actually really created a big problem. And then, you know, as everyone knows now, the supply chain uh, problems are yeah, yeah. out of control. We, we've actually had golf balls sitting in containers since september 23rd um oh. that that import that have not come off off yet they just won't come off so you know it's, it's been frustrating but we, but we're surviving you know we we had to allocate our, our um, people buying with us this year to a two dozen max 
just to try to keep our inventory that we did have in until we got into a better position. Um, we're in a better position now towards the end of the year. We missed the whole you know, golf season, especially on the East Coast. But, um, but we'll survive, you know, and, and we, we continue to move forward. And, and we appreciate our customers and the patience and support that they've given us. So we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. Well, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy, really, in a way, because um, I think you and I talked at uh, the end of last year or something, and COVID was still roaring. And but like you pointed out, I would I live four blocks from one golf course and 10 minutes from another one that I play at a lot. And every time I would go by there, they were just jam packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was tough to get tea times some once in a while, you know, but then um, I noticed the supply things, too, like you were saying, in some of the pro shops and stuff, the one pro shop that the club I play the most. They really have it, it looks full, but if you know what you're looking at, it's not full. Yeah. You know what I mean? It they're there's and and they're doing the best they can. I understand that. But it's sure. it's really when you're talking about stuff still being in containers, your golf balls, I'm sure there's other golf components for other companies still on container ships out there. It's gotta be frustrating as hell. Yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, but I look at it, Jeff, a little different that that uh you know, the golf industry and the golf business is, is doing fairly well at a time that a lot of people are not, you know, so, so, yeah. you know, I, I talk to the people that work with me and, and um, when I do speak with customers, you know, it's just try to keep a positive side to it where there's people that have it a lot worse and, you know, and we'll be okay. We'll, we'll survive. Sure. Um, it, it is, it is frustrating to say the least, but, but, uh, but it's okay. You know, we're, we're gonna, we'll, we'll get by and, We'll take the allocations that we get. We'll take the production. And I'm, I'm going to guess that this is probably going to last about another six to eight months of yeah. allocated shipment side to it. And then hopefully it opens back up again. And when it does, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, you know, to push. And we've had, we've had about 30 to 40% growth per year since we started. And obviously this year that won't happen only because we were limited um, on supply that we received. Sure. But, uh, but we've, we've kept in touch with our customers. We've tried to be honest with them. There's been significant price increases in, in the materials and the labor and the manufacturing and the shipping specifically. Oh, wow. Yeah. The container, you know, to give you an example, a container to be shipped to us um, pre COVID would be about $3,000 to ship a container and it's $27,000 now, you know, so it's just, it's, and if you wanted to airship them and saying, you know what, let's, let's not wait. You know, we used to get them in three weeks. Now it could be three or four months, but when, right. when we, when we get in a bind, we would airship and at the time it used to be a dollar a dozen. Now it's nine fifty a dozen to airship them. In. Oh, wow. And so, you can't really pass all of that on to the consumer. You know, they quit no. buying your product. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're doing our best to try to, you know, we've taken some pretty good margin hits this year to try to keep the cost below and, and maintain our customer base. We, we, we used to offer free shipping all the time for everybody. Um, we've had to do a nominal shipping charge, but we still pay you know, a good portion of the shipping, but yeah. a nominal charge that we've had to add on, you know, for, you know, so that's why our five dozen value pack is a big savings. We can lower the price and then the, the shipping cost is amortized over five dozen. So it's a pretty small charge. Um, and that works, that works out okay for us and it helps out the consumer quite a bit. Um, with this kind of changing in things, did, did it, I'm sure some of it 
freed you up to start thinking about when it's possible to do new development of new products. Have you been thinking about those things? I know you got a new ball in there. I was looking at your stuff last night, the, the get some, is, did I say that the right? Get, the get some has been with us as a two piece, uh, low compression, soft field golf ball since we started. So that that's not new with us. Um, but what we've, before COVID hit, we were in a, about a third iteration of prototyping for some new products. Mm-hmm. Um, even maybe adding some, extending the line out based on feedback that we get from consumers. And and uh, that kind of came to a halt. So you know, getting those samples in used to be a pretty easy process. Every month we would get them in, run, run our testing, and then make some changes. And I'd give new specs, and they'd make them and get them in. And we went through that three cycles. And usually it takes about four or five to finalize it. So our fourth and fifth cycles have been been slow, um, you know, as expected, which is okay. Uh, and but we we we're starting to get some development work in the factory again. Um, one of the, what really happened in the factory for for some people to understand is that these factories get put on in the government side too. They get put on a like a, a COVID government four level, which means they can't bring any temporary work in. So only the people that work there can be there and they control overtime. So when the demand goes up, they would always hire temp people to come in and help. And they couldn't do that this year. So now your cost goes to overtime. It doubles. Um, oh, you know, yeah. So it's a, it was a continuing snowball that really, really hurt the, uh, the, the product cost just to get the golf balls in. So the R&D side to it stopped because there was nobody in the factory to do that kind of work. That started back up again. So we do have, um, well, we have about five or six different models that are in development right now um, with some options to go different ways. And those samples are coming in and the testing will begin again, probably mid to mid to end of December. Well, that's a that's a bright spot on the horizon. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed you got Bobby Orr on the wall behind you there. Yeah. Yeah. I got him. He's on my wall over there too. <laughs> but yeah, he's, the reason, he's the reason why I started playing hockey when I was a kid. So that's that's my first passion was hockey, and I have season tickets to the Bruins, and I go into you know into the games a lot and stuff. And Cam Cam Neely's a, a buddy of mine, and you know he comes in and sees the kids, and you know, he gives them pucks and signs things for them. Sure, so really enjoy it. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we're going to take a break here on Grilling at the Green. We're going to be back with my friend Dean Snell from Snell Golf. Talk a little more about the golf industry right after this. Welcome to my Christmas song. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'd like to thank the folks up at Gunter Wilhelm Knives. Uh, as a lot of you know, I also cook on TV and do that stuff. And so I've been using their knives for a while. They're really, they're really good. Um, so just check out GunterWilhelm.com. Do that. And our folks over at Langdon Farms, I actually, that's a course I was talking to Dean about in the first segment. They have a prime rib special and you can go in there. Um, I think you still have to wear the mask in the door. And then once you get in the door, you can take it off. I don't know. I, I whatever, but, uh, their, their Friday night prime rib special is really good. And if you want to, um, 
email us. You can just do uh, info at grillingatthegreen.net. So there you go. So we're talking with my buddy, Dean Snell from Snell Golf um, today. And we're talking about the, the COVID issues that have that have perplexed not just snell golf but lots of companies out there um but do you think going down let's say six months you thought some testing was going to start again like in january or the end of december and into january and things like that give us put on your prognostication hat dean and and tell me what you think is coming down the road here in the next six months to a year for golf I, I think you'll I think you'll see the um, the factories get back to full capacity, um, be able to supply full demand. I think you're going to see the golf rounds played drop slightly. Um, you know there were a lot of uh, a lot of um, benefits for people to not go back to work. Sure, and still, and still get paid significant amount of money. So that's what really drove up a lot of rounds played. Um, and also drove up some memberships because people had, you know, an opportunity and, and spent a lot of time at the golf course. The course that I belong to, we had 190 members two years ago, and there's 400 members now. Wow. And so round, we, and we just got a, a summary uh, from the board of directors, and the rounds played were the most in the history of the club. So, and we had a bad, bad uh, spring. It rained a lot. So that's a indication of a lot of people playing. So I think the rounds played will drop slightly coming up in the next, you know, maybe second half of 20, 2022 when, when uh, people are all back to work and, and doing, you know, doing what they got to do to, to make a living. But um, I, I'm hoping and I'm optimistic that this, this pandemic issue that has been causing in the golf industry will kind of, kind of settle down quite a bit by mid, mid 2022. I, I think it will. I think it will. Um, you know, I think it's something that we're going to live with for a while. Uh, you know, even though people get flu shots, we still have the flu every year. And, and uh, I'm not a virologist, so I can't tell you the comparisons between the two. But I think it's just something that we're going to have to work through in our daily daily lives from here on out. I don't think it, uh, the virus will ever completely go away, but we learn to work with those things. Yep. When how do you feel about since you started Snell golf? I mean, you've got a really kind of one of the few unmatched resumes of the companies you worked for the products you helped develop. And has, has this met your expectations? I mean, COVID aside, um, because that caught everybody, you know, kind of with their eyes closed a bit, but COVID aside, how, how do you feel about everything you've accomplished with Snell golf? Yeah, I think uh, the expectations that I personally had when I started um, have far been exceeded. It was uh, it was it was a self funded business. I wanted to wait till my children got through college and everybody had been set and paid for and sure and things like that before I took a chance to do something. But to give back, you know, I was very fortunate to work with Titleist and TaylorMade for uh, twenty five years, you know, and, and work with the best tour players in the world face to face and go to their homes and spend time with them. And there's still a lot of them are still good friends of mine. I keep in touch with, you know, um, on a, on a weekly or monthly basis. So um, I, I, the expectations have been exceeded. It, it got to a point, Jeff, where in all honesty, if we could get more, we could sell more. And I didn't think we'd get to that point. I was worried about giving minimum orders that were going to be required when I started. Yeah. And, um, and then it, it just, it's grown about 30 to 40% 
per year every year since we started. And our growth has really been constrained and limited to the supply that we could get. So that, that growth could have been a lot more. Word of mouth starts to get out that we've cut back some of our social media um, um, advertisement and promote promotions that we do um, only because of the supply. So yeah. if we could get more supply in, and we're working on that. Um, excuse me, the manufacturing partners that we have are working on that as well. So, you know, optimistically, I think there's there's big room to, to continue to grow and, um, and the supply chain side to it when that is resolved and, and capacities can be opened up. Um, I think we got some cool things coming, you know, in the, in the, yeah. in the probably the Q end of Q1, early Q2, if, if timing holds, um, we have some pretty cool things coming and, you know, and optimistic about having a good second half of 2022. Excellent. Um, I was going to ask you, this is a logistics thing. We know all about the shipping. And of course I live on the West coast and man, the, the, especially in LA, you know, Long Beach Harbor and some of those, I mean, you can see them backed up for miles out there. Uh, do, does your stuff come through the West coast or can you now reroute it and maybe bring it in through Florida and, or somewhere up on the East coast, make it closer to you? We, we've gone for the last five or six years, we've been able to bring it right into Boston. Oh, so good. It comes, yeah. It comes directly into Boston. Um, Boston had some issues this year with some equipment and, and un unloading some of the big vessels with, uh, you know, the thousands of containers on each vessel. So they had problems with the crane. So that was shut down. So we've recently had to have things go into New York and then we have to truck them up to Massachusetts from New York. So yeah, um, we do have some customers that are in the Midwest and side. So we'll bring some stuff into LA and bring it on a train over or something like that. So um, it's, it's different based on location, but, but 90% of what we do is, is come into Boston. Um, and then we bring it, we I have a friend of mine owns a truck company. He picks it up and brings it down to our warehouse um, from Boston. We're about 50 minutes South of Boston. So it's pretty easy, sure. pretty easy to ride down. And we fill the warehouse up and take orders and package ship every day. I feel, I feel bad for the people that have all their products coming in through Southern California. Yeah, it's because it's it's tough there too and i i don't normally ever say anything political on this show but <laughs> the, the governor down there making it tougher on truckers and you know truck fleets and stuff they can't hire certain people they can't and now they've put restrictions on the age and miles of trucks and stuff going into those ports which is kind of crazy yeah. um because I know I used to drive those trucks a long time ago. We hauled horses and those trucks can go forever if you take care of them. So sure. anyway, that was just one of those things. Um, Dean, thanks for being on the regular show. Dean's going to stick around and be on after hours, his own special version today. So, and when we come back, we've got John Breaker from birdie ball. So please stay with us. You're listening to grilling at the green. Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at BenHoganGolf.com. Bells will be ringing the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas. Everybody, welcome back to Grilling at the Green. I'm JT, of course, and it's my pleasure to bring in uh, my good friend John Breaker from Birdie Ball. And uh, but before we get to talking with John, I want to tell you about, of course, our friends at Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef the way nature intended. You have got uh, the Christmas holiday coming up and I cannot uh, recommend anything better for if you're going to do a prime rib roast at your home. 
check out PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. And also, do you need uh, meaningful golf practice at home? We all do. Well, Birdie Ball's award-winning products are just what you need. Find out more about Birdie Ball and how they can help you practice every part of your game. Go to BirdieBall.com. So you might think that's a little gratuitous, but that's actually part of the show because our guest here is John Breaker. John, how are you? I'm so good, Jeff, and so good to see you as always. I think this might be my fourth time on, I think, which means uh, I didn't screw up too bad, I guess, the first three times. So. You're a regular, buddy. You're a regular. regular. You're a regular. How's the golf game in Colorado before we get going here? Uh, you know, it's it's good. We've lost our PGA Tour event, which, of course, was the international. So we occasionally get a tour stop, a PGA Senior Championship or something. But we have a great uh, Corn Ferry Tour uh, stop here. Right. It's actually the players have voted at their favorite stop on, on tour. And it's played at the TPC Colorado up in Erie. And I really like those guys. I was going to say love. I do love those guys. Um, we're in their DNA up there. We, we put in a huge junior area, you know, to, uh, to, you know, keep people uh, uh, occupied when they're between holes and get the kids over and, and we've got a great uh, game we play with the adults as well called the road game. And uh, it's 10 bucks. And whoever has the high score, uh, you know, got, uh, got to play TPC Colorado with a foursome. So there you go. Great, great products, great course. But, uh, you know, I like that Corn Ferry Tour. And those guys are, God, you know, you know, they're, they're just as good. Uh, I, I guess you say just as good. You know, when you see that those top 50 guys on tour stay the top 50, it, it blows your mind because there are some guys nipping at their heels that you watch them strike a golf ball and you're like, yeah, how are you not on the tour already? You know, right. We lost our corn Ferry tour, um, the Winco. Uh, this year was the first year it hadn't been in, I don't know, 15 years or something, but we still have the LPGA tour. And I was thinking, man, I had to introduce you to the people that run that thing because your fun center, so to speak, would be a great addition to that, uh, that well, event. It's interesting because the, the guy who runs this uh, corn Ferry tour event up at the TPC Colorado used to run the Solheim events. Oh yeah. That for years. And and he brought us into the Solheim events years ago. And we are a partner of the LPGA. And we do, uh, we, don't, we don't set up all of our gear at every one of their events, but, but they, have, by and large, can run a birdie ball event all by themselves. They've got most of our inflatables and, um, and all the gear that it takes. So we, we're, we're, in, we're in several. I don't know, you know when they launch them all, but uh, you know, we're part of that. Well, we'll see if we can't drag your butt out here to the Pacific Northwest. And uh, yeah, we would do that. So what's new with birdie ball? I mean, this is all we're we're, kind of doing. This is a partially a Christmas show. Um, When we were talking about Dean, Dean talked a little bit about the the troubles with his. um, uh, He's selling everything he's producing, but it was getting the resources in uh for the yep. balls and stuff but he's doing well so what about birdie ball i mean you've got like i said uh, you got some new products i was looking at them you got some some um some sticks there you've got some other things that are going on and you're expanding always always expanding uh but i you know i have to agree with dean I mean, the uh the supply chain has has been hard to overcome 
Um, you know, one of the things that people don't realize, you know, is that everything uh, that's plastic is made out of uh, petroleum products, right? Right, so, right. So we we uh, are very concerned about the environment and, and everybody should be. But, you know, you need to understand uh, that when you stop putting gas, making gasoline, you're also stopping making plastics. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, plasticizer, which makes plastic rubbery. That's become, you know, super constrained. And I can imagine that making a golf ball requires some, you know, yeah. elastic uh, plastic, right? And, uh, and so I can see where that would be a problem. We've had the same problem, um, you know, with our, our aerated polymer, which we make the, the greens mm. out of the bumpers. We, you know, uh, stop the ball with, this, you know, with the flag sticks, with all the accessories. However, uh, you know, we've doubled up on uh, the supply chain. I brought in new suppliers. We're going to we're, we're we're robust. I've I've got everything I need for Christmas. We're we're uh, going around the clock. Uh, you know, we're growing rapidly, um, and some of our new products are slowed. Okay, as a result of sure, so that we have you know the you know the 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 products that pay the bills sort of you know figured out, but. Uh, you know, one of the things we're coming out with, and we'll sell it primarily on Amazon, is a, is a, you know, drop it anywhere hole where you can, uh, you know, putt to it, and you know, it'll be a two foot diameter, it'll be a disc shape, it'll have a, a nice, uh, you know, ramp up to it, and you know, you can throw it on a Berber carpet, uh, and uh, you know, have a have a golf hole. Sure. And, uh, you know, but but a little more sophisticated than just you know throwing a horseshoe out there or uh, yeah, you know, or any of that kind of thing. Um, and in trying to get into a lower, a, you know, a super low price point, um, yeah, you know, there, there are just a lot of people that want to just buy dad, you know, a little something, something for, for birthday or Christmas. And so it'll be in a, you know, $29, $30 price point. But, you know, that's on the, that's on the horizon. Well, and I, I want to talk to you about your collapsible, collapsible clubs oh, and okay. stuff. Now, those are kind of fun. Um, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen one up and close yep. personal, but I will eventually. But tell us Dude. about those. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Well, we have a telescoping uh, wedge, a telescoping seven iron, and a telescoping putter. And uh, yeah, I should have probably, I, I'm going pro to text somebody about what we're doing this and have them bring it into my office. But, uh, you know, they, they uh, are very innovative. It, you know, they aren't like what you'd imagine where you might screw two parts together, uh, you know, and then that would create a problem in the, the the weight balance stiffness of the shaft um, we actually take one shaft we cut it essentially at a point that allows us to put one inside the other mm -hmm. and then we get a line to line fit about a you know one inch overlap in the shaft and then we are able to uh, you know obviously put the club head on it and the grip and but that that interference it just takes a slight interference, and then the centrifugal force of the club at the bottom of the swing keeps it all together. It's it's crazy how good it works. Uh, you know, you think, uh, oh, that's going to twist or this, that, and the other thing, but it doesn't. I I've I've looked at it. I, I've looked at it on your um, your website, and I couldn't figure out how how you kept that thing together. Yeah, I'm going to have Katie bring me a telescoping club while we're talking here my number one here, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, uh, we'll show you, uh, while we're on the air here, I apologize, but I no worries. We're going to get that done for you here. We can, we can, uh, actually edit that part out if we want Perfect. to. Okay. <laughs> um, well, 
You've got some other great products, though, John. I mean, we've talked about them before, but you've also got some packages. You've got, you know, a dozen birdie balls in a box. You've got, um, you know, your your targets in your uh, the zip case. I'm I'm yep. not saying it properly. I guess I'm getting tired for the day. But you've yeah. got those, and I think those are all great ideas for Christmas. They're great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, driving range in the backyard, instant. Just uh, you don't even have to add water. You just have to open it up. Um, you know, <laughs> we, you know, we have a thing called the strike pad and, uh, that's an underrated, uh, underrated product. And I gosh, I'm looking around my office. I have a strike pad in here. I don't have a strike pad in here either, but, um, you know, a strike pad is a cambered polymer pad. Uh, it has a little give in it and, uh, got the swing path on it. And, you know, the birdie ball has a flat bottom, so it doesn't roll off of the, you know, the very slippery surface. But, right. It, uh, you know, it deflects enough that, you know, you can hit that down and through motion, which is what we all need as golfers. And, you know, with the birdie ball, you, you know, you literally, you know, you just need 100 feet, you need 30 to 40 yards. And, uh, you know, you're, you're practicing golf in a legitimate way in the backyard. Well, and they work. I, I'm John has spoiled me over the years, but I had been looking and we got to go to break here in a second, but I had been looking for something to be able to hit and practice a full swing with my fairways and my driver. Mm-hmm. And then you provided that to me. And we'll, we'll go to, we'll let you go to break and we'll pick it up from there. Yeah, we will. Um, we're going to be back here on grilling at the green in just a minute with my buddy, John breaker from birdie ball. Uh, don't forget Santa Claus is coming to your house and maybe John and his crew at birdie ball have something for under the tree for the golfer in your home. We'll be right back. Hi everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of grilling at the green. Grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted Hills, natural beef beef. You can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's painted Hills, natural beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860, The Answer, WEEU Golf News Network. And as of January 3rd, 2022, the new iHeart app uh, for the Golf News Net, 24-7, seven days a week, uh, golf shows, and Grilling at the Green is going to be one of them. So we'll have more information on that as we get closer to the end of the year. Um, John Breaker from Birdie Ball is with me here. And John's also going to be on his own separate after hours uh, today. But we were talking about your collapsible club. Okay, Wait. you're there. Give us a demo. So, so yeah, so at, at the break, my uh, my daughter brought me in one. I, I texted her and she brought it in. So so this is, this is the length uh, collapsed. And, uh, uh, you know, that's about 26 inches. And uh, as I described, the shaft literally just slides. Okay, so I'm going to kind of show you the shaft here. And you can see that's that piece that's kind of moving up. Sure. And it give, gives me a line-to-line fit right here. So now I'm going to give it just a little tug. Okay. And now I'm going to stand it up so you can see. Okay, so. Yeah. It's, it's actually. All right. And, you know, it, 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 the centripetal force, the cent- centrifuge, that is created at the bottom of the swing, holds that all together. And then when I'm done, I just have to twist it and close it again. And there it is. Very cool. What uh, the club heads, what are they? Yeah, so they're, <laughs> well, they're birdie balls, of course. Oh, of course. Balls. 
that's a birdie ball pitching wedge right there, Jeff. And, and uh, you know, I think everyone in the world kind of knows that 99% of all the club heads in the world are made in China. Sure. Uh, so, yes, those are made. In, I, I get the club heads made in China. And then we buy the shafts and, uh, and grips and you, you do, like you do said, the assembly. Yeah, we do, we do the assembly and, uh, but they're, they're super clever, but you can imagine this same technology in a putter. Mm -hmm. And again, because the travel putters have been, you know, like screw them together and they're, you know, they're janky and they look like travel putters and they feel like travel putters, but our travel putter does that. Right. So you don't even know it's, it's a travel putter. And, you know, if you're traveling out of town and you're going to rent clubs, you probably want to have your own putter, right? So we have, we have a, and I don't have a putter in here, but um, it's a, it's a, it's a Scotty Cameron uh, uh, answer style look blade and uh, collapses. And it's a very high quality. You can go online and take a look at it, but uh, great to travel with so that you're in the hotel room. And we're going to give you this portable hole to take with you. And if you're on Berber carpet and you're in the hotel room, you can practice with that putter and then take it with you to the course. Right. So that's the one stick. I think that you need to know what you're doing. And that's uh, the one stick you always need to know what you're doing with, I think, <laughs> isn't it? The, the rest of them, I think you can kind of fake it sometimes, yeah, but yeah. not with that one. Not that one. Not, not that, that one. That not that one. Right. That one's got to feel right. You, you know, John, we, we've talked about this a couple of times. Um, but for those people who are new to the show, listeners, you started birdie ball with your father, right. you know, um, one was a chemical engineer and one was a aerodynamic <laughs> right. engineer or yep. something like that. And, and you did that and it has really taken off. Um, it's so unusual that it well not anymore because you've done a great job of marketing the company and stuff but to start with i mean you come out and you got this napkin ring and you're trying to convince people to that it flies like a golf ball that must have been tough uh, beyond tough okay so you know how great is that right and no it's perfect golf and it, it it's awesome and uh you know i think i've told you this before too and and that is that, you know, I was, I, I had the uh, privilege of meeting the twin brothers that founded Top Golf. They came to see me at the 2010 PGA Merchandise Show, and uh, I was their fallback position. So they hadn't had, they hadn't built one yet. They were trying to raise their first 40 million, and uh, they didn't know that they were going to get all the way to 40 million. And, and if they didn't get all the way to 40 million, you know, could we talk about maybe, you know, making small versions of Sure, Golf? sure. So it's not even my idea, right? <clears throat> but we're going to do it because it's a brilliant idea. And, uh, you know, people people like gathering around things that are fun to do. And this is remarkably fun to do. There you go. Um, we're going to wrap up this portion of the show. Uh, John and I are going to be here for the after hours. But I want to thank you, my friend. Uh, Birdieball.com. Very simple to find it online. Um, they're taking orders, I'm sure, right up till Christmas Eve. So. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing that. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. And don't forget, John's going to have an after hour show too for the online version. And um, we'll be back you know, very gonna, soon. Let's let's do a discount real quick before you go off the air. Uh, sure. You, 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 uh, you want to say uh, Cowboy 20. Cowboy okay. 20. Okay. We'll give people 20% off and I'll, I'll put that online. So Cowboy 20. 
All right, we'll do that. Got that, everybody? Cowboy 20, and you get a discount at Birdie Ball. 20% off online, everything. There you go. Okay. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.